Ask the Podcast Coach for September 15th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. It's Saturday morning. It's 1030 Eastern Standard Time. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am uh, your fun-filled host, Dave Jackson. Wait, I'm not fun-filled. That guy's fun-filled. I'm just Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. Joining me right over there is the one and only fun-filled, sounding like Barry White today, Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. How's it going, Jim? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Yeah, the the voice is a little hoarse. I spoke uh, all day yesterday in a, in a big, it, well, it's like a conference type deal, right? And it's loud around you and everybody else is talking. So you got to talk louder. And we were talking to groups of people. So I literally shouted for six hours yesterday and, uh, and it, it takes its toll on your voice. So I appreciate it. Hey, it's good to be back two weeks. We, till we took last Saturday off. Uh, yeah. and people- it was interesting. Cause I went to podcast Mid Atlantic in uh, Jersey slash Philly. And it was interesting because they had a, 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 a mixer, I guess you would call it the, uh, the first night of it. And of course, what do they do? They played uh, somewhat loud music, but it was different because the the annoying DJ were people that you knew. Like Harry Duran is back there, just wicka wicka and doing the whole nine yards. Going He's to quite tab. the DJ, he is. He is quite the DJ. And I think Joe did a little, and Neil Galarte was going to, but Neil A had his mother in law pass away, so I'm sorry to hear that. And then he like hurt his Achilles tendon. So he goes like, oh, well, that's I can't move, can't walk now, so I'm done. So Neil wasn't there, but he was going to do that. And it was okay. They they didn't, I'll give them credit. They weren't, it wasn't like ear-bleeding madness DJ music. But nonetheless, I was still screaming. And finally, uh, I was, uh, the, the thing I like about that conference is it tends to, because it's a little cheaper than the other ones. So you get a few more like absolute beginners there, which is why I like that conference. So I was trying to answer some kind of podcasting 101 questions there. And I finally just said, can we go like out in the lobby and talk? Cause it was like, I had to talk the next day and I was like, I don't want to get up there and go today. We're going to talk about, you know, you sound yeah. like Peter Brady it, um, at, our, at our 20 year high school reunion with this really loud DJ and everyone made their way into the lobby, you know, outside of the room. And cause it was so loud and we just wanted to talk to each other. Like we didn't really care about the music and he was trying to play 80 stuff and, we're like, and so everybody migrated into the hallway, and and there was like seven people left in the room for this DJ at one point. And I felt bad for him, but it was like, kind of know your audience too. You know, this is a oh. this is a reunion, and people want to. Most times, people just want to talk to each other, right? That's that's kind of the yeah. I it drives me nuts. I, I I have always said if somebody you know creates a new podcast event. I would get a little boombox if those still exist or whatever, some sort of powered speaker. I would put on Kenny G very softly and just put it in the corner until you get more than six people there. Cause I think the reason for that is if there's four people in the room and two are talking over here and two are talking over here, you can eavesdrop on each other's like conversation. But when you get like six or eight, now it turns into an official murmur. It's just murmur and you can't really hear each other or whatever. And uh, so, I don't know, I would just put some music on in the background, and then once you get more than 10 people in there, uh, cut it out. What are you sharing on your screen? Yeah, I got it. So, Thursday night, well, for one, Jason Bryant was listening to Home Gadget Geeks on Thursday night with me, flying over Greenland, which was super (laughs) cool. I think he's in Europe right now, and he's listening to us. So, he said, I think he said his 11th uh, 11th country uh, listening to us from, but... Um, Emily, I, I put out a challenge a couple weeks ago. I said, hey, if you guys want to send shirts, well, Mike and I will wear them. And, of course, Emily's book is coming out very, very quickly. We're just a month away, exactly a month away from today, so October 15th. Nice. So she sent us the story behind T-shirts that uh, Mike and I uh, wore on the shirts on the show together. Mike always wears blue. He's a big Creighton fan here in town, and they're blue. And then I wear red because I'm a Husker fan, and so she sent the different color shirts and so Thursday on uh, Home Gadget Geeks, Mike and I got a chance to uh, kind of cr- promote. So as podcasters, a great way to engage with your audience and let your audience promote and some of those kinds of things. And so she took a picture of it. Um, so maybe this is like podcast inception, right? So she took a picture <laughs> of it, posted that on Twitter during the show and uh, and got some, I hope, well, we got some good promotion for the story behind. But we had get Dave, we had these guests on from, um, they were from Zmodo. 
and they looked at it in the very beginning when we when we uh, when we came in um, and we hadn't started the show yet. I think they thought we were a little goobers for having matching t-shirts. <laughs> we're twinsies. So they were like, "Hey, we noticed matching shirts, huh?" <laughs> we're like, "Well, it's a promotion for one of our for one of our listeners." But they didn't get the fun. memo. <laughs> they didn't get the memo. That was a quick. That was a quick. Um, that Zimoto interview. They let me know on Monday. They were like, "Hey, um, we'd like to do a couple weeks." And I'm like, "I'm actually booked for the next five. Can you do this Thursday?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." And they wow. had a blue, they had a blue snowball. And, um, yeah, you know, I told him to get a good mic and had uh, the marketing works, right? The marketing just works. <laughs> I don't know why it works so well. Yeah. So, um, um, they jumped in and, you know, so that was a quick, we, we weren't even really that prepared for them, but, uh, that was a quick, um, you know, quick turn on that. So anyways, the, the point of that was Emily did a really nice job of, she got those shirts to us. I got those over to Mike. We we're able to wear them on the show and it's just kind of a great way to promote your podcast. Well, I uh, actually mentioned Emily yesterday um, where he said trying to push a button on his. Okay, I guess I'm not going to add a cue point. Um, on, I was on a. Uh, did you, you start been the on... recording? Did you start the recording, Dave? You know what? Well, this... <laughs> you know what? That's why I can't add a cue point. <laughs> oh. Uh, they're $900 so well spent, I will say. So great. Yeah. So great. So great. <laughs> I'm out of practice, man. It's been two weeks. Um, anyway, I was on this. Have you ever been on one of these? Um, we're doing this big online summit, and there's going to be 8 million speakers and 50 trillion people have signed up to watch. And you're like, okay. So I signed up. Now, here's the fun thing of these. You A, obviously, you're not going to get paid. Uh, B, you get paid in exposure. And C, nobody shows up live. Uh, it's all like they said, 500 people, 525 people signed up to see my session, which is great. Uh, where is, I have my iPad in the, the way. So if, uh, if we use the magic number of 3%, 525 times 0.03, that means if I'm lucky, 15 people will see that. And that's about right. Cause I had probably, I couldn't really see the chat room, but I'm going to say I probably had 10 people there. Maybe from what I saw, I had about five people that were rapid fire, like asking questions. They were super engaged. So that I loved. And I did, I'm still using the slick text thing and I got another five subscribers. So to oh, me, nice. yeah, I'll take it. Worth but, it. but if you see these things, it's just one of those things, again, set your expectations because when you hear like we have 500 people sign up for the conference, and I'm like, and the other thing, boy, you mentioned know your audience. Oh, uh, I didn't realize which I should have, because hello, it's an online summit. Uh, I had a lot of people from across the pond. So when I say subscribe by going texting SOP to three one nine nine six, no, no, you can't do that if you're across the pond. So I needed to adjust my slide that said either go to schoolofpodcasting dot com slash subscribe or text SOP to three one nine nine six. So I was like, oops, I didn't know that. I should have known that. But this was a. That's the other thing that was kind of weird about this conference. Uh, somebody told me, hey, they're doing this online thing. They're they're looking for speakers. So I applied. I got approved. And that was about all I knew about that. I had no idea who my audience was. I just was like, they're like, we need you to podcast about business. And so I was like, oh, I can do that. Pulled up my podcasting for business presentation. And it went well. And like I said, we had a lot of people that. But I did mention Emily in that because it's kind of like, why should I podcast? And so like Gary Leland has saved, uh, he used to spend ten thousand dollars a month on google adwords that he doesn't do anymore because of his podcast and you know all these different people and i said and it is to a certain extent a great way to build a platform and i said you know emily prokop uh from the story behind podcast has a book deal that's coming out next month and people are like oh hmm. and then um seth wrestler uh r-e-s-s L-E-R, I'm trying to remember what show he's on but he's he's the guy that's kind of connecting radio people to podcasters and he interviewed the guy from iHeart, which just bought the stuff, how stuff works uh, network. We can talk about that in a second. But Seth asked him, he goes, is podcasting the new minor leagues for radio? And more or less, the guy kind of said, uh, yeah, in a, in a way he goes, cause we're looking at where is the, and here's what was really interesting. I think the guy's name is Bobby Brooks. And there was another guy. He kept naming famous DJs and I never heard of any of them. He was like, oh, he's, he's, he's the next Bobby Brooks and the blah, blah, blah. And the next, and I'm like, okay, 
Uh, aside from Rick Dees and Howard Stern, I can't think of a, you know, Jason. <laughs> uh, what's the other guy? Um, the American Idol guy. Uh, oh, you know him. Uh, yeah, no, I know who you're talking that about. Guy, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Ryan, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that there are super famous DJs anymore, but he did kind of mention that there are, uh, he, he said there was a, a, a DJ that had a, a co-host and they were going to kind of think about letting him go solo. So what they did is they had him start a podcast and start doing a radio show solo to kind of get used to it. And they said, so it was kind of a, a interesting thing, but uh, yeah, that's, I, I guess, well, go ahead. Perry Duran on, on podcast junkies. I think it was, I'm, I'm a little behind on podcast junkies. So I think it was earlier in the summer he interviewed her and I forget, I forget her name, but she, she kind of started, she was a DJ first in radio and then started podcasting and then kind of took some of that back to her DJ work that she did. So, you know, but doing the podcast kind of helped in some of the DJ stuff and she kind of mixed that all together. Um, Harry just continues to crush it on, on podcast junkies. It's so good what he does. If you're a podcaster and you're not listening to that, you should. But, um, so yeah, I mean, there's that DJ world's really different now And what we think of DJs is not really DJs anymore. And no. the, whole, the whole thing is getting mixed up. You know, I, podcasting has helped me be a better MC, and I, I, I like running or being in front or helping, you know, large organizations, uh, have events move forward. Like I'm, I'm best in one in one minute increments, you know, just kind of help people do those kinds of things. But podcasting is definitely, um, definitely help with that. We, this week, uh, you know, I was on Ross's show, live stream, mm-hmm. uh, live stream deals, I think. And he, he celebrated his one year and I loved the, the innovation. One, he, we, I had a funeral on Thursday. I couldn't make the show live. So we pre-recorded it. He tried to play it live on the show through be live. I think it's be live now, right? Is what they're using. And, um, no, I don't think that's right. But so when he played it, it, the sound wouldn't come through. And mm. I was, as I was driving back from the funeral, I was trying to listen. And, and so the sound wouldn't work. And man, Ross just was a champ. He just stopped it. And then he had time to fill in, uh, like, because he was doing the show, it was live and he had different speakers lined up, um, to, to go live. And then all of a sudden my slot, which was 15 minutes was empty. And he had to kind of think like, what do you do like when you have those kinds of things scheduled and y- your your guest doesn't show up or there's technical difficulties do you have material this is where the radio guys are really good at this do you have extra material ready to go to fill in i mean i heard that somewhere else on a podcast this week too where it's like you no know, those radio guys they over prepare for their shows and so they have more material than they can get to and so when I went, when the sound didn't work for me, Ross just kept going. He recapped what he had done. He promoted what he was doing going forward. You know, you could see him kind of working through that. So I think, Dave, when you're thinking about doing that live stuff, that's probably another component you need to have is, do I have kind of backup material? Like, we got to think about this all the time. Do I have enough material to get through? And if something fails, am I ready to go? Well, that's it. I think... You know, live, I heard uh, Rob Greenlee on uh, the Spreaker Live show talking about live versus, you know, doing everything in post. And I think what live does is it does, it makes you quicker on your feet so that if I go, oh, you know, uh, what do you think, David Lee Roth? And instead we get, um, don't be, and boring. I'm like, I mean, Glenn, you know, or whatever. Um, it's one of those things that yesterday when I was doing that presentation, I, I, it dawns on me that in this presentation, I have some audio clips and I'm like, oh crap, how do you play audio clips in a zoom meeting? I'm like, that's not going to work. So I grabbed the audio and I threw it in Dropbox, pulled it into the thing I'm using right now. I jingle and kind of rename some stuff. Well, in the process of doing that, uh, PowerPoint saves your audio files with the same name. Cause it's a different slide, different slide, same name of the audio. And to make a long story short, I had two clips of John and one clip of Gary, but I needed a clip of Jason. Well, the Jason clip was John. So I go to hit Jason and out comes John's voice. And I go, Oh, we just heard John. And I hit it again. And I, and it dawned on me. Okay. You, this isn't going to work. You don't have a Jason button. And I was just like, okay, well, let me explain what Jason was going to tell you. He's blah, blah, blah. And I just, it was one of those where it's like, Oh, Okay. Uh, and instead of going, oh my God, what, hold on a second. It's like, okay, so Jason saved a million dollars in his, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I, you just roll with it. And I think that's one of the 
I, I always tell people if you're starting out, I'm not sure live is the way to start because it does add another kind of technical component, but it is handy to just get used to having, you know, every now and then something's going to not work and you just have to go, okay, well, moving on, we'll just do this now. And, and yeah, I think, I think more often than not, I was doing my Gallup podcast and we know we do all those live first this week mm-hmm. and the, the host um, was his earbuds were causing massive static sound and he was just having trouble hearing anything. His, and so, right. We got the show started and he goes, Hey, can you, can he goes, can can you just excuse me for a second? And, and, and sure. And, and so I just kept going. And uh, fortunately I had some material. I'd had a story that I had queued up that I was going to share later in the show that, so I just was able to launch right into that. And I, you know, I didn't know how long he was going to be gone. So I just, I, I drug it out a little bit to kind of make it work. But I think if you're in that live space, this is where it's different. And Ross says in the chat room, he says, I really think live streaming audio or audio video is closer to radio than recorded podcasts. Oh yeah. And, and I think he's right. And and it, it takes a different kind of when you're going to be live, like we are right now, um, you got to kind of be ready. I mean, I have, I, I'm in front of me. I have a list of six things that, that are ready to go in my mind that, you know, it, it, at some point we could bring up as we go through the show. Every week I do this. I have a checklist here that is I've got things that if we need to fill them in or whatever, and I check them off as we go. And not every week I don't get we don't get to all of them. Sometimes we do. But it's a good, it is one of those good, handy um, things to have as a live podcaster to make sure you've got a checklist and ha- maybe have more material than you can cover. And don't feel like you have to do it all either, right? That's the thing about live. Some people feel like, nope, I have the material. I got to jam this all right. in or I'm somehow not validated as a podcaster. And you're like, no, no, you can leave stuff out. You don't have to cover yeah. Everything. I love that Glenn quote, by the way. It makes me laugh every time. I don't, I'm not sure if it's Glenn or Kermit the Frog, but <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the other thing I should put on that checklist is um, press record. I think that would be the first thing on the checklist. That would be, uh, be awesome as well. Um, well, my wife, my wife has been recording. So she's working with a guy who's creating audio content that they're going to, they're going to bundle together as a learning session. Right. And he was so he was there. He's in Zoom and he was recording it. And he they went forty five minutes and then he hadn't pushed record. So Sarah Oops. has a Sarah has a sticky, you know, <laughs> t- press record Cord. on her on her on her screen. Uh, well, um, the one thing we're see now. I have because you have your sixth thing. I have a whole Trello board. Mm. Yeah, Trello is a great way to do that. Yeah. Oh that i we should share a trello you know <laughs> well do you use trello because i could oh yeah oh yeah, yeah could, we should just share a trello that's so dumb i mean yeah no, that's great it would be a great way to do it google docs it's dave it's always worked for us i don't know why in the four years we've been doing this it's we've never had to have a shared list like no. it, it, we don't have conflicts that way it just works you know um i get comments all the time from folks when i'm talking to them and they listen to this show and they you know they'll they'll always kind of comment on the chemistry between us but that has actually been something I think that has worked really well without having to have a tool. Like we don't, we don't really share a common tool and that's very unusual. I think it's, I think one, because we don't always feel like we always have to be the one leading the conversation. Like you're, you're right. content to I'll be talking and I see you kind of go off thinking and, and, you know, doing other things. The same thing with me. You're, you got a segment. I'm kind of thinking that might spark some things, you know, so I think that's why it works because neither one of us have to kind of be the, the guy. Right. Hey, yeah. you're talking too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk now. I have a I have a client that uh, does interviews, and I'm amazed because I always cut it out where she'll be like uh, the one time he or she said uh, and and don't forget to you know let me chime in there too and i'm like ooh that's a different point of view i'm always about interviews should make your your guest sound and she's like no i got to plug my stuff too and i'm like ooh okay whatever yeah. um yeah. speaking of uh, uh cuz i know he's listening the one and only ed ryan uh oh, nice. we, we will talk about ed uh here in a second but ed if i was you i found something out about he does uh podcasting for radio dummies mm-hmm. i was on there Cool. Yes, he needs radiodummies.com something. Cuz right now if you find if you now the cool thing is he has a, a a decently named show. So if you google the phrase podcasting for radio dummies, you're going to find 
uh, probably something over at Radio Inc. But he needs a link, I would think, at Radio Inc. that says, like, click here to listen to the podcast or something. Because he's got it on Spreaker, which is fine. But there's no easy way for me to say, just go to blah, 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 dot com. Or, you know, it's like you kind of have to Google it. And then it'll come up and I'm like, Ooh, that's uh so I know Ed listens and he's always listening for tips. And uh, he's uh, you know what I like about Ed? We, you talked about Harry, Harry or Ed has some, I knew he was going to ask about the radio industry and things of that nature, but Ed just has a cool, again, kind of a conversation. The, the one that always makes, this is the new thing that makes me cringe. Next question. Mm, like I'm talking when they said that yeah. uh, when I'm interview, I'm interviewing Jim and Jim talks about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was at this conference. And I'm like, excellent. Next question. What is the thing? And I'm like, you don't do that in a conversation. <laughs> you're at a party and you're like, yeah. And that's how I fixed. That was my first car. And you're like, awesome. Next question. If you're on a first date, next question, what's your favorite movie? So it's just, when I hear that on a podcast now, I'm like, Ooh, next question is so. Where do you think that comes from? Like, is that a technique somebody used or? Uh, I, that's a good you know? question because I've never seen Barbara Walters or um, I don't think even Larry King does that. Does he? Does Larry? I, I could see. I think you could say it. Conversa- you could say it more conversationally. Right. You know, it just seems in what you're doing. Like, OK, that, so that leads to the next question, which is like you could say it that way. If you're trying to if you're trying to lead folks around, by the way, radio dummies dot com is available. Um, just saying, if you want to add, if you want to buy that radio dummies, D O M M I E S is available for you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what would lead why, but I, I think you're right. Dave is just to make it, just make that as comfortable and as conversational as you possibly can. Even if you're doing rapid fire questions, there is, we're contemplating a Gallup, you know, I have these hour long podcasts and I continue to get feedback of, Hey, could you make those a little shorter? And so we're contemplating thinking about these quick, this quick hit idea. So they'll be called. I think called the coach quick hits 15 minutes, very edited, very quick, like get in and get out kind of things. And, and I think on some of those, we, we won't do follow-up questions. It'll be, it'll be John Lee Dumas style where we have right. four standard questions that they're going to write their answers around. And then we're going to want to boom, 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 boom. It's about getting information out. So there won't be a lot of conversational questions. Now I probably won't say next question is, cause that makes it sound like it's on a list, you know? And I, I think that's what, I think that's why you're kind of against it, Dave, is because it feels like yeah, some feels like I've got a checklist, yeah, and that's what was cool. Is Ed had some cool follow up questions. I forget what I was asking about, and he said, "Well, why is that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." So, uh, so yeah. And what was interesting is, man, does he have a turnaround? I literally recorded that in the morning, and it was out like an hour and a half later. I was like, I just did that. I was like, wow, that's. That's again kind of the joy of doing live. If you're, he did a little bit of editing, but not much. It was up and and going. Um, Darwin Dave says, "Hey, what's the question of the month over at the uh, the School of Podcasting?" And uh, that is this month, and it's it's really where Jim. If you had to do a one to ten, what do you consider? Which end of that is good, one or ten? Uh, well, it just depends on what you're, what you're trying to get at. But uh, for this for this example, let's say uh, really what, good is ten. See, I did it backwards then. Because to me, like, we're number one is like the best. Yeah, um, yeah. But what yeah. it is, is on a scale from one to 10, where one is, oh my God, I love podcasting. And 10 is, ugh, I am ready to screw this stuff. It's too much work. Blah, I'm burnt out. I'm crispy. 10 is, I want to quit tomorrow. Where are you? And then more importantly, why? So if you want to uh, chime in on that. Uh, you can go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I need your answers by Friday, September 21st, 2018. Uh, that is because that'll be coming out on the 24th of uh, September. You you can go. I know Carrie's saying, I, I think most people think the intensity is higher up in the number, right? Because 10 is greater than one. And so right. when you're trying to get to the intensities on that. You can do it either way, as long as you're saying. Well, and right. if, if you think about it, too, what do we call somebody who looks really good? Oh, they're a perfect 10. Yeah. So I got that completely backwards. But yeah, it, 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 but it works if you explain it. I clarify. Like, yeah. We always say on a scale, and I like one to five scales, but that's what Gallup uses. So right. on a one to five scale where one is, and this is, I think, the way you say it, like on a one to five scale where one is this and five is this. And those can be anything you want them to be. You just, you need to be really, really clear. I think. 
most people put the positive on the high end and negative on the low end. That's kind of where where it goes uh, in most cases. So I think you're fine, but you can switch yeah. it if you want. I just I realized I got one answer and somebody said, "I'm I, I'm just it's great." I'm blah blah blah, and then they said I have a seven, and I'm like I. Th- think they actually meant three but okay yeah well we 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 also have a ladder scale you know if you think of your life as it's as a ladder with you know 10 being the best possible scenario and one at the bottom being the worst so yep it, i think probably in most cases that's the way it goes yeah uh going back to the question point yeah. <laughs> emily of course from epodcastproductions.com says it's always nice when i hear somebody say last question and then they lie <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, but when I do interviews, so I'm, I'm in interview season, so I'm doing four or five 30 minute interviews now for jobs. These are not recorded podcasts. These are people getting jobs. Right. And so we, I've got these 15 standard questions that I asked by the way, it's really important when you're hiring people that you have a standard list of questions that you go through. So everybody gets the same chance. So I have, I have my standard questions and I will say, you know, it's kind of rapid fire. It's 20 minutes. And I will say, as we get to the last one, I'm like, and now this is our last question, just to kind of get them, because it, it's one of those things that kind of mentally prepares them. I also tell them in advance, I'm going to give them a chance to ask me questions. And so when I say that's the last question, then they can start mentally start switching over to start thinking about, okay, it's going to be my turn here in a second to ask some questions and I can get that done. So I do think it's a good idea to flag it, but you're right. If you say last question, Although it's super hard in an interview, sometimes you ask and then it leads to another question. I'm going to say that's and, the problem is, is they go, oh, yeah, uh, that was the time I was abducted by aliens. And you're like, OK, thanks so much for coming on the show. Like, you can't do that. You're like, wait, yeah. you were what? <laughs> well, but you can't say I know I said this is the last question, yeah, but just, this is way too interesting to let go. What's the what's the follow up? I find myself in interview questions at work. I'm I'm actually better on the follow up than I am on my podcast. Yeah. I'm I'm not because I have the questions written down. I'm not necessarily thinking about the next question I'm going to ask, and I'm actually listening. And then they'll say, you know, w- w- this is really common all the time. Is all, you know, hey, what are you good at? And they'll give me some really bland, generic answer. And then I'm like, give me some examples of that. Like, you know, how does that? What does that really look like? Right. Um. So I I wish I did that more. Um. It, when I'm podcasting without written questions, which I do a lot of. You're you're very focused on your next question. You well, know? the the few times I've been pulled into things that are improv, that's a whole new level of attention because you've got to build on whatever the heck they say, and you're like, okay, I'm listening, and you said what a red elephant is okay, what? And then what's interesting about that is you think I'm not going to be able to come up with something, and it's amazing how your brain will like, okay, I have to talk in three seconds, so this is what you're going to say. And you like, okay, <laughs> you say so I just, two weeks ago, I just did a whole series of interviews. I did, uh, I don't know. I must've did 15 of them over the course of two days at live at Heartland developer conference. One of those conferences we talk about all the time. And that is, I don't structure any of that. And so you have to play that's almost improv. Uh, because yeah. I say, tell, tell me who you are, where you're from, what you do. And they start. And then I've asked them a question in advance. Like what's your session going to be on? So at least I have some ideas. And I'll say, tell me a little bit about your session. And from that question, I have to build an entire interview because they, they, wow. the, the, um, you know, the topics vary so much in a conference like that from person to person. Somebody might be talking about React Native. Somebody might be talking about uh, artificial intelligence on, on AWS. So you have to kind of pull that content out. And so from that very first, here is what I do, you have to find one little nugget to hold on to and then dig into that and then dig into that and then be thinking about, okay, where else do I want to go with this? And what am I trying to get out? We, I have a couple standard questions in my mind, like what are you hoping your audience takes away from this? Right. What, what are the two questions that you normally get after a session? So those kind of help to have some basic questions ready to go, but it, you're, you're right, Dave, it's a little, it's a lot like improv because the, the subject are so varied. You have to just be ready for anything and you have to really listen and be thinking about what's the next question. It's a lot of pressure. I, a lot of people are surprised um, we can do it so well. Yeah, it's that's always amazing to me. Just any kind of interview is the fact that you have to listen so you can have a follow if there's a follow-up question. So you have to figure out, is there a follow-up question here? Do I need to go deeper? And then B, if not, what's plan B? What is the next question? All the while listening to what you're saying. And that's that's the part that's uh, 
It's tricky. Well, you you listen for keywords when when you're doing these kinds of interviews. You're listening for these keywords, and and what I find in my mind, if I can keep, because I can't keep a whole question in my mind and listen to what they're saying. Right. So as they're talking, I try to I I imagine in my mind the para a paragraph, a sentence of some kind, and when they're and that's what they're talking about, and when they say a keyword in my mind, I circle it. So you know, I might get. They may some we'll use artificial intelligence as a you know they may something say something about artificial intelligence, and in my mind I'll circle it and then just kind of hold it off to the side, saying okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna form a question based on what they say at the end of their sentence around that one word to keep the conversation going. You could I mean I have a pen with me all the time when I'm interviewing. You could do the same thing on yeah right on piece of paper. Um, Dave, when we're done with Ask the Podcast Coach, I got a page full of things, just ideas, one words, things that you've said I want to play off of that um, help me remember those. So whatever, you know, you're not going to sit there and type it. So you got to have, I always have a notebook or a piece of paper by me and I'll write, I'll just write one word or I'll write a little phrase of something they say so we can come back to it. So there are tricks you can do. Yeah, because Carrie's saying that, you know, she's done a few interviews here and she says, I just have a few bulleted topics to cover, but I feel this insane anxiety over what am I going to say next? Yep. That's perfectly yeah. normal. And that's exactly what I have a page here. It says why friend monetize, uh, Ed. So that's what I, when I was like, Hey, I need yeah. to go back and talk about Ed uh, on that. Um, didn't know. See, these are just things that I'm like, this is what I'm going to ask when I'm done. And I don't have to write out a whole question. It's like, okay, don't like right now. Um, I just put in, Somewhere in a text box. Uh, oh, I have uh, Carrie's question. I put that in. I'm like, okay, I, I want to go back and circle around to that. So yeah, no, it's it, little, little tricks. Like I have Jason because he he had yeah. put a, he had put a note right in the in chat room. I want to talk. I got YouTube, Skype recording, Wi-Fi plug, Ross. Like those were my keywords for of things, and we've gotten to two of the six of them. Yeah. Uh, that are there. So it's just little little ti- little tips when you're going, and don't be you know when you're doing those live interviews. And nobody really has a hard time in conversations coming up with the next thing to say. So, you know, when we're in normal conversations, you, you don't worry about your next question for the most part. So when you're, you know, right, it, it comes to you. There are things I just trust in a lot of cases that they're going to say something interesting enough. And every once in a while, I have a challenge because I'll have somebody that uses two sentences in their answer. Right. And you're like, oh, you have nothing to hang on to. You're like, oh, my God, I need more. Right. But. In most cases, they give you enough. Just have faith. You'll get there. And they'll be your question will be there. But really listen, because they're saying really good stuff. And you need to be able to play off that stuff. And that's that's why I always have a list of pre-made questions so yeah. that in the event that they, they throw you a curveball and they go, yeah, I've never really done that. And you're like, okay. Then you're like, you just look down because your brain hasn't figured out, okay, well, there's no follow-up to that. Tell me when you didn't do that. What? Uh, you know, that's not going to work. Um, so that's where you go back to your questions. And But there are times. I, I remember I was interviewing Pat Flynn. And Pat Flynn was being Pat Flynn. And he's just spewing goodness. And I was like completely like just all listen, no thinking. And he got done. And I went, okay, well. And I, I just said, all right, that's going to be edit point one. Because I had a question and it just left my brain. And he just laughed. He thought it was funny. He's like, yeah, I've been there. Um and I'm like, oh, I wanted to talk to about this. So I, I did that. And guess what? None of that made the air. I just cut it out. It, but it was, he thought it was funny. And I was like, dude, that's, you're just being Pat Flynn. Um, yeah. So, but. Yeah, but you can, and you can acknowledge that, right? You, yeah. you, you can say, I, I got to tell you. And sometimes if you can have some things ready to say that aren't that meaningful, but at least get your brain going. So Dave, you get to the end of that and you're like, holy cow, Pat, I'm having a, you know, I'm having a fanboy moment with you right yeah. now. Here's, excuse me, here's a couple things that really, you know, here's a couple things. This is the improv. So, you know, you're gonna have to come up with one or two, right? Here's a couple things that really sat with me. Well, I really loved it when you said this, that, that phrase, I loved it when you said this, the other person, that's the clue to say, dig in a little more on that. They'll want to come back to that, right? Give it an audio break. They will jump right back in and explain it more. Then you can kind of recompose yourself for the next question. Yeah, while they're so while they're digging in deeper, yeah, you're just like, ask them. No, ask them if you if you get lost, ask them to go back around and repeat. And you know, don't say that, of right. course. But but something that you really enjoyed in that, say, you know, hey, let's let explore a little bit. I really like this. Explore a little bit more with me, so our listeners can really understand. 
then in the next, you know, once they've done it twice, that gives you whatever time to kind of recoup and get a question. Yeah. Well, um, people that we don't have to question, but I'm trying to come up with a transition and I'm oh, just nice. That was close. It's good. Close. Good. Um, is, uh, our awesome so supporters. Good. And I said, when we came back and we were talking in the pre-show, it's a little tricky to figure out who has come and who has left in the lovely world of, uh, Patreon. Um, and so we will, he said, clicking, there we go. Uh, we want to thank everybody. This is one of those times where we're going to thank everybody. Uh, if you are, um, 20 or above, you get mentioned every episode. Uh, but we have awesome people like Josh Liston on the bubble podcast.com. And I owe Josh a huge apology. Remember last, uh, well, Monday night football was, uh, started last week Yeah, and they had a double header and, uh, yeah, I watched most of them. And I had a 7 a.m. meeting with Josh. And uh, yeah, that didn't work. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, buddy. I, I said, I could make up an excuse. I said, but in reality, I, I hit the button on the alarm clock and did not get out of bed. So my apologies to uh, to Josh on that. But awesome people like Greg over at DebtShepherd.com, uh, Jonathan Bloom at WeeklyAwesome.com, Glenn the Geek Hebert, surviving down in North Carolina right now at a horse show in a hurricane. So that sounds like a ton of fun. Tropical storm. Uh, yeah. Tropical storm. Over yeah, over at horseradionetwork.com. Josh Rivers at podcastingexperiments.com. Max Trescott at aviationnewstalk.com. And new $20 contributor. Uh, I'm sorry, I said that too early. Shane at Spybrary, who we love, who's been around and a regular contributor, but new. There we go. Uh, military Money Movement. You can find that at mill, just M I L, millmoneymovement.com slash podcast. So that's kind of uh it's an interesting, it's a hybrid, it's a money show, but it's geared towards military people. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool little niche. Uh, and then, uh, uh, hold on, Dave's got to fix his PowerPoint. La. Remember how we said sometimes you just have a train wreck live? Yeah, that's all right. Uh, so, that happens. so we need to not hide the slides. Just don't forget you're showing your screen. I know. <laughs> just, and just I'm, I'm like, there we you, go. You don't, you don't want a Leo Laporte moment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, excellent yeah and uh now i gotta find jim um there he is uh so yeah so our ten dollar patrons uh thank you so much uh uh, frank uh miller who i still don't have a website for uh jeffrey over at podnuts that's p-o-d-n-u-t-z nick subes the superling over at cincinnati soccer talk.com sean park over at be your own nerd and our five dollar patrons darren dake over at corner talk.com matthew at a scottish podcast Iliquity over at travelglutenfree.com. Corey Finneran at ivyenvy.com. I need to check in with Corey. I haven't heard what's going on with him lately. Uh, Jay Cleveland Payne over at jclevelandpayne.net slash podcast. Uh, Jason Curtis at cu at, okay, how it's cuatx.com uh, is their website. Jeremy Dennis at transmissions with an S podcast.com. Some guy named Jim Collison at theaverageguy.tv. Joe Salcihai at uh, stackingbenjamins.com. Joe Taylor at onfaceedge.com, Kim Slusher at distractedlifepodcast.com, uh, Michael Ray, uh, Rob Griffiths at bedtime.fm, uh, Master Cauldron at cauldronscript.com. Rob Griffiths, you can find him basically at bedtime.fm uh, or storytime slash storytime or slash peace out on that again at bedtime.fm. Uh, Troy Heinrichs at blacklistexposed.com. Carrie, uh, I should I see I'm missing the porter here. Carrie Porter Bond at bonfirestudio.com. I don't know if that's offensive or not to her, but I need to update that. Matthew, let's see where, see, remember I said it's a little tricky because I'm, I'm hearing duplicates. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, right. Matthew at uh, scottishpodcast.com. So good, we get to mention it twice. Uh, Chris Holofield, another new one. Thank you, Chris. He is at IamSaltLake.com. And what's interesting is I got to talk to Chris about that. He got a billboard. He got a billboard with I Am nice. Salt Lake on his, because uh, it's a very local show. And I'm like, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I wonder how much that costs. It's, well, we'll talk about it. It can be yeah. as low as $10 a day. Wow. Yeah. Um, Ed Ryan over at Radio Podcasting or Podcasting for Radio Dummies. And that's where I noticed I'm like, it's hard to say where to get that because his website is this really long Spreaker address. Uh, but thanks, Ed. Um, Ross Brand over at LivestreamUniverse.com. Uh, and then Ryan P. Jackson at MyPerfectPodcast.com. Another new subscriber. Uh, and that is a new podcast coming out uh, very, very soon. And Dave's learning that if you don't click on the PowerPoint side, it doesn't advance the slides. Uh, our $1 patrons, um, Adam over at OddDadOutPodcast.com. 
And uh, Anthony, who I got to see in Jersey at Route 66 podcast. So if you like kind of a history show, but it's all based about Route 66, check that out. Uh, the Audio Dice Network at audiodice.net. And I still hear Andrew Dice Clay when I hear that in my head. Barb over at anchor.fm slash Barb TUSA. Uh, Sean at clarineat.com. Uh, see here, we have more double. No, we have, uh, that was Cauldron Script. See, I'm getting Cauldron Script confused with the Creepy Kingdom at creepykingdom.com. Dave over at Ottawa Works. Uh, Diane Lane. Diane, let me know where your podcast is. I'll be happy to promote it. Uh, the one and only Emily Prokop. Uh, and you might know her from, there we go. Uh, the story behind podcast.com Garrett Godfrey over at crowdfunding Christian music.com Gary and Margaret over at beekeeping podcast.com Craig from Inglaus podcast.com uh, the internal Latin podcast awards, which you can find at Latin podcast awards.com Jason at TV times three. And that is T H R E E.com J at uh post. Hmm. Ah, see, I thought it was post. I'm going dyslexic. Potsterpodcast.com. Uh, Lucas Apps at TriangleTactical.net. Mike at My Robot Podcast. Mr. Robot. I can't read today, apparently. Mr. Robot Podcast.com. Paul at FightingThroughPodcast.co.uk. Uh, Patrick over at BigSeancePodcast.com. Brandon at SeahawkersPodcast.com. Sean at slept in class. That's government class. Slept in class.com. Steve sleeper over at earn.show Wayne, the one and only Wayne Henderson over at media voiceovers.com and Chris and Brandon, another new uh, supporter over at Florida focus podcast.libson.com. That's all about Florida college football. It turns out because there, I guess there are two college football teams and they, one likes one team and the other likes the other and then they meet for a, I think it's a death match, cage match, something like that. Uh, but thank you to all our awesome supporters. We deeply, deeply appreciate that. And it helps keep the lights on and helps uh, Dave pay his taxes. So that's the <laughs> fun thing. Nice. But hey, I, hey, we had a, we had a couple questions. Can we go back to in sure. the chat room real quick? So Jason Bryan had asked about when you're replacing, say you're replacing host providers and you got to go back into your WordPress page because you've pointed at one place. And now you need to point at someplace else. How far back do you go? Do you think realistically, how far back do you go replacing? You know, I have 370 episodes for home gadget geeks. Do I, do wait, I do all 370? Wait a minute. You, you switched. Yeah. Here, let me, let me go actually go back to the question here. We'll pull this up just to make sure. Cause if I have, you, if you switch if you, websites in theory, like I've moved ask the podcast coach.com used to be on GoDaddy. And I moved it to SiteGround. Well, askthepodcastcoach.com slash whatever should still be askthepodcastcoach.com slash whatever. Yeah. You really shouldn't have to change anything unless you changed your well, no, website. I, you're your host provider, right? So right. If, I, if, I'm in, if I'm in WordPress and I put my host provider's link in there so it, can, it knows where to get the MP3. Right. And then I change host providers. I've got to go back in and update that post, uh, right? I see what you're saying. To, to grab just oh hey, now that's over here. So it used to be so on when it, Yeah, so it used to be on whatever Podbean and it now was on Lipson and now I'm on I'm on Blueberry. Right. Say, and I need to switch I switch those, right? How far back do I go? You know, again, the, the exam I have three hundred and seventy episodes in six and a half or seven years coming up in seven years or I think right. eight of, what I would I mean, do first is look back. I would look and see how many episodes you have in your feed. That would be the first place I would start. Uh, and then from there, as time permits, <laughs> basically, because that's so that way, if somebody goes get all, which you can do, I love that in uh, overcast, you can just click on all and it goes, do you want it all 18,000 episodes? And you're like, yep. And here they come. And I think you can do that in Apple Podcasts as well. Or the, I know you can in iTunes, at least you used to be able to. Uh, but from there, because I'm in the same boat, I have uh, betterdave.com, which has a new episode. Did you know there are professional cuddlers? That's a whole other topic. And I'm, I I lose my mind that people are paying people $80 an hour to be a professional cuddler. Yeah, betterdave.com. Uh, but I used to be on Mevio. Man, that is a total back in the day, which used to be pod show. And some of my earliest episodes are still not available because I moved to Libsyn because, well, what do you know? Shocking. A free media host went out of business. And some of those I need to go back. And on occasion, I will just go to click and I'm like, 
wait, this is still pointing to pod show. And so I will upload it to Libsyn and replace the audio. Um, so, but I think maybe a good, it may be a good opportunity to move your archives someplace else uh, that's not your host provider and lock them down or create a special, um, a special access to them. If that's something you want to do, I know some folks do that where their back catalog is uh, Patreon only or, or some of those. If you're going to go in and touch every single one, may be a good opportunity. So, and, and I think what you would do on those is you would pull them down or you probably already have the MP3s, but you would redirect or change that post to say, hey, this content is now available as part of a subscription plan or for our right. Patreon subscribers or whatever. You're going to touch them anyways. Redo that and then put them somewhere else that you can then remonetize those. So I think if you're touching them anyways, might be a good time to say, and Dave, I think really 100 is probably a good number to think about of what you keep. That's two years for weekly people in most cases. Yeah, That's about a quarter if you're daily. So, you know, it's a hundred, keeping a hundred in your back catalog is probably the right number. There will be a few who are going to go, are going to want to always go way back to the beginning. I think those are pretty few and far between. See, I would don't, don't create, but don't create things for the exception. That's not the rule. I mean, you get, you do, you do get those right there. I know you do. I was going to say, I would disagree because a a good 60%, I I need to, to do the math on this, but at least 50% of my, in a month, when I get, when I look at my downloads, 50% 50% of that is not the four episodes I loaded this month. It's my back catalog. And you might be right. And so, your, your, your stuff is fairly evergreen yeah. where my stuff is not. And so, maybe, true. you know, maybe I'm kind of thinking, why would anyone go back and hear about windows home server? 2011 <laughs> when you can't even get it anymore. Yeah. Right. But, but when we're talking about some of the evergreen stuff you create, so maybe you have to think about your content. And this is something where, where one of my stipulations is what the file I upload is the file I want to download. Do not mess with my file name because if I have a file name and it's whatever, ask the podcast coach 0915.18 and I upload that to Libsyn and then later I move it to Blueberry and it's still ask the podcast coach 0915.18. That's cool because PowerPress has a cool find and replace. So all I need to replace is the Podbean part and replace it with the new Blueberry or Libsyn part. And it should, in theory, uh, then update all the URLs. But if it's something like SoundCloud or whatever, that have somehow renamed your file, that it doesn't work because it's a whole new, and then you got to go back and replace them manually, which is, yeah, uh, you, you, it, this is where picking a host provider, even the file directory that they give you is important. Some of them do this weird thing where they give you a numbering system where it's like, you know, it's like a name of the site slash zero eight five four six seven one nine slash the name of your file, right? And that they're generating this thing on the fly. That's how they're keeping track of it. But that number means nothing to you, and it's not consistent anywhere else. Whereas if it was name of your host provider slash audio slash um, the pot name of the podcast slash the podcast file name, when you go to your new host provider and you're renaming that, and if their file structure is similar, that's you can use find and replace right. to, to fix that in. And do it very, very rapidly. So that's one of those really nerdy uh, file structure things that you should know about, but nobody does because they don't want to think about those things. But yep. the, the, the more consistent it is, the better. And if you do anything with find and replace, please, please back up your website before you do that. I did that yeah. once. There's a really cool, super powerful, and it even says on it, it's like, hey, be very careful with the thing because you can shoot your face off. And I did a find and replace in all my images went because I said, Hey, if you find this, put it here thinking it only applied to media files. And it was like, it did everything. And also my whole website just went blank and I went, Oh, that's not good. And luckily I had a, yeah, up luckily I had a backup. So I was just like, Hey, restore that because we're going to do that one again. And, uh, you can, you know, so. And it goes fast. Yeah. (laughs) That is a, that is a mistake (laughs) that happens in milliseconds and will take you months to unwind. Yeah. And it'll It'll make you what your pants. That's the fun thing. It's just, it's the worst feeling. (laughs) Like you're like, Oh my God, I have just crushed every post. And then, so then you start thinking, okay, how can I use find and replace to fix that? Yeah. And you end up, I mean, it's a, it's one. So you try to replace the thing you just replaced. Yeah. 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 And pretty soon your site doesn't work and you know, (laughs) so it sounds good on the surface, but, but, but test, test, test. I always, 
do I, I maybe do if I'm if I'm gonna say I'm gonna update hundreds of things that way, I'll do the first ten manually to make sure you know show me some examples of what's coming up first when you're finding things, just to make sure it's only finding the video files or it's only yeah. finding whatever like that I want to replace. It's it it's very easy to use and very easy to screw a whole bunch of stuff up. Yeah, I just I just remember when I did mine, I was like, okay, cool, because you click and it's like run, it's like, and we're done, and you're like, really? You go back to your website and you hit refresh and you go, oh, it's like the worst, like, oh, I didn't think about that. It's it's the ultimate, you know. You just hear Homer Stimson in like five point one surround sound going, don't, you know, it's like, oh, you're so, and you're so mad at yourself, right. and then most people don't know how to restore their their site from a backup, yeah, so or they're not doing it. You know, and they're like, oh, my God, I just changed everything. And it's not like there's an undo button in, no, in a lot of cases no. where you can just, oh, okay, fact, sorry, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, usually there's a big button that says, are you sure you want to do this? Because this can't be undone. And you're like, yeah, what's the big deal? Click. Oh, yeah. So oh, that was the big deal. That was the big deal. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. I get it. It's a big deal. Dave, this week as I was on the or yesterday as I was on the, on the road speaking to we saw some 400 college students. Um, and I was talking about, it's my job to sell Gallup and get them to apply for, for internship jobs. I tried something interesting I'd never done before with this group is, and I, and they'd, I tell them, sometimes they'd ask me what I do. And part, part of my intro now is, especially in that group of people, as they say, I'm a YouTuber for Gallup. And the look on their face is like, it's, it, I get that interesting look from them like, oh, and I never thought of saying it that way. Like, hey, I'm a YouTuber for Gallup. And it's an interest thing. And I think to mm. this current generation, right, this of, of students, 15 to 25, maybe even 15 to 30, that, that actually, I think sometimes we make fun of that, but that's a real thing for them. Like that all of a sudden they go, oh, interesting, you know, um, and it opens some doors to some conversation about what I do and how we're using, you know, our YouTube videos to influence our customers. And it just was surprising to me when I say YouTube to my friend, YouTuber, I'm a YouTuber to my, to my old friends at work. They laugh at me. Right. When I say YouTuber to the kids, they'll go, oh, that's interesting. So I'm wondering if there's a little like, we have to kind of think through these things. Most of our target audience, Dave, is, you know, they look like us sort of. And we, we would think that term YouTuber may be a little weird, but I'm thinking we might want to use that word a little bit more, especially with the young kids. Well, that's it. Because when you walk in, they're like, oh, who's the old white dude? Right. And then you go YouTuber and they're like, wait, hold on. Uh, this yeah, no, we might Exactly. What? what? Yeah. And <laughs> so um, Carrie's saying in the chat room, she says uh, her daughter just turned seven, tells me she wants to be a YouTuber. I was talking to Rob Walsh. I was with him at Content Marketing World. And he said his he's got, I think, a nine and a seven year old. He goes, that's all they do. They're either playing video games and Rob, because he's a big giant nerd, he has a whole studio, like a video studio in his basement. And like his kids come over and what do they do? They go play on YouTube. Like they go make videos and stuff like that. And he goes, and he goes, and actually he goes, some of them they get pretty creative with. And he goes, it's this, it's just, it's, that's how they play. They're like, We're, we want to make videos and stuff like that. And they want them to have their own YouTube channel. I'm not sure what the age limit is on that. He goes, but a lot of their kids just come over and he says they're either playing Fortnite, which I feel like I'm the oldest dude on the planet because I've yet to see Fortnite. Uh, but from what I understand, it's all the rage and that's what they do. Uh -huh. And he goes, and then they want to make videos. And he goes, it's actually pretty funny. And he goes, what's interesting is sometimes, you know, dad will get involved to help make the video. And he goes, it becomes this really weird Norman Rockwell parenting bonding thing about making a YouTube video. He goes, but who cares? It's, it's a time he goes, you're making memories with your kids. Who cares if you're playing Parcheesi or monopoly? I'm trying to think of something really old game here or if it's making a video, but yeah. Um, and it was, uh, Corey Finneran was saying, I think it was Corey that he was someplace and there were a bunch of kids playing and they're literally in there talking into like, um, like a, a a hairbrush, like a microphone. They're like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're we're podcasting. We're playing podcaster. You're like, you're, you're what? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. They're saying they're locked on you. By the way, on, oh, the chat, right? they are. Um, no, no, yeah, no worries. Sorry about the, that. Uh, nobody really wants to see me. Anyways, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's um, you know, we've been fighting over this term podcaster, or do we call him podcaster? Right. Does it need to have a different? Um, and I'm well, one. 
I'm finding that in the circles in my target audience circles. So my, you know, 25 to 55 categories, podcasting works just great. People understand what that understand what that means now. And I'm talking average guy stuff. They're getting it. I don't think we need to have that debate anymore. It's the word. It works just fine. But I think if you're reaching these students and you're not using the YouTuber idea, you know, if you're not if you're not calling yourself a YouTuber, they get that. Right. And so if you're trying to reach that audience in Fortnite, PUBG, you know, those kinds of things. But there is a I mean, I, I've admitted to this. I'm watching a guy on YouTube build a ship like yeah. a, a, like a wooden yacht. And it's super interesting. And he's really good at it. Like he, he goes into the detail and he talk, and goes into the math and talks about the structures. And, you know, he's and it's not just theory, but he's actually using, you know, he's He's using planers and big ship cutting saws and stuff. And you're like, this is incredibly satisfying to watch this, this guy do this ship building is not the, you know, it's not like everybody's doing it. Like, you know, you right. wouldn't think it's a popular category. He has a gigantic Patreon following. Leo is his name. He has this gigantic Patreon following and it's going to only get bigger. It's going to take a couple years for him to do it. And you think it's a ship, right? Like this guy, building but he's you know what he's interesting that's what's important is he is interesting that's it yeah um don't be boring that's it man yeah Yeah, he's super interesting and i'm watching this couple build this timber frame house in idaho in northern idaho and they're just a regular couple and they they do great videos and actually their videos are two months behind at this point of their actual progress but it's great because it's them right it's real so don't we get this question i think all the time do i need to be on youtube I'm changing my answer was, well, like your podcast, no talking heads, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of thinking, um, yeah, actually you do. You you need to have something interesting on YouTube as well. I, I, I just think you can't miss this one. Yeah. It's on my list of things. If you remember, I still have the school of podcasting banner that in theory was going to go back here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, it's weird. I'm kind of, I'm kind of emotionally contacted or, or connected with the, yeah. the images behind oh, me. Right on. Right so I'm on. trying to figure out how to do both. I was actually looking at Home Depot of making out of plumbing, like PVC plumbing, like a thing I could just come in, set up, put the school of podcasting banner on that, and then literally drag it to the hallway to get it. So I could just have this mobile like backdrop yeah. to pull in and out. Um, I'm, I'm thinking a couple different ways just to rearrange my whole studio because um you know, Kim mentioned earlier, it's nice to see that the Hall of Fame uh, thing is is off the, uh, but I still have, it's, you know, the Hall of Fame is sitting next to my trash uh, bags and my business cards. You know, it's, it's classy. And your cat, your cat uh, treats. Yeah, my cat treats are now on the floor. Gotten rid of. <laughs> yeah, so, but I need to, I, I don't, you know, it's not, it's one of those things. Some people would go, I love your background because it's real, but I'm kind of like, eh, if I'm going to do a, and I'm, so that's the thing. I'm starting to think about doing a quote, real youtube channel and i'm like "Mm, maybe you might want to like i would love to get rid of my lights and get some i need to talk to daniel daniel's always up on the the video stuff or ray i I would like to get some smaller i see these round lights now that but they need to be something that plugs in i don't want anything battery operated that to me just sounds like a headache um but i'd like to get them something i could put on my desk as opposed to big giant stands that take up 30 percent of my audience because they're literally about well they're they're almost touching my ceiling so they're probably I don't know, eight, nine feet tall. So I have the stand super duper out, which takes, this is not a big office, you know, so I just need to, um, to figure that. But that is one of the things I'm like, I would like to start make just really quick, like five minute videos about here's how you record a phone call on Skype. You know what I mean? And get those, all those questions and just frequently asked questions. And so, my- I, well, but Dave, to be a real YouTuber, oh, we're we're, maybe we'll talk. Yeah, about I'm going to say that we, we should probably, yeah. uh, he said, hitting a button. Um, you know, we probably should start to wrap things up. We do want to thank the chat room. The chat room is always awesome. Uh, it's nice to be back. I yeah, mean, smaller today, but they were rocking. Like, I, this is the most I've seen them. They were really on top of it today in the chat room. They had their whole conver- They had a whole conversation over there about Facebook pixels. And I'm like, okay. You got to join us live. Like, if you're listening to this recorded version and you've not come out on a Saturday morning, 930 Central, 1030 Eastern, come out here and join us. This is the best group of podcasters on the planet, right? Right now in our chat room. Not not us, but these, these guys in the chat room are great. 
Well, we were I was, when I was on Ed's show, uh, podcasting for Radio Dummies, and he was talking about our chemistry. And I go, you know, I love working with Jim. Jim's awesome, and it's great. I love the fact that we have different angles on different stuff. I said, but the star of that show is the chat room. I go, because a lot of times they're the ones directing the traffic or, again, it's another point of view, which, you know, leads you to, to different thoughts and things like that. Um, Kim, what did you put a link to? That is the world's longest link in the chat room. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, I can't. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Jim, what's coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, we had the guys from Zmoto in, and they had this really cool Snap Pro camera. Not you wouldn't use this necessarily for podcasting, but think about a mobile security camera in your home, or if you want to monitor your pets or whatever, you can literally just move this camera around in your house, battery operated, and monitor anything you want. Super cool from Zmoto. They're on the latest edition. It's actually sitting in the queue, Dave. I have two podcasts to produce this weekend, so I'm going to be a little busy. Uh, but it, it will be out there uh, shortly. Zmoto, and I have been threatening this for weeks i am actually going to finally open up the tascam uh us 42 i keep saying i'm going to review this and doggone it i am um and then uh i have no idea what else is i have a couple of things in my evernote that i might talk about on the school of podcasting but uh thanks for tuning in we're here every saturday 10 30 eastern standard time ask the podcastcoach.com slash live stick around for some post show This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.